Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Come on, all the children of God over the South Africa. Give the Lord the biggest praise that you can. Come on. Because when praise goes up, heaven comes down. And I'll tell you, we need a touch of God in South Africa and in the nations of the world. And we need to take a stand for our God and for future generations. It's not the time to be asleep. It's the time to arise and shine. For our light has come in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome today on TBN, the many, many hundreds of thousands watching all over Africa, TBN year two, one gospel, hundreds of thousands, welcome this morning, Praise TV, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, correctional facilities, people all over the world today. You know, we are still broadcasting in Russia every single week, even in Ukraine. We are still preaching the gospel to millions of people, amen. So um, the people are never the problem. Uh, we pray for the people, we preach to the people, the politicians. Um, you know, I think God is at a point where He's had enough with some of these world rulers and you are gonna see a shaking and a shifting in politics in the next two years. Watch what I say today, because God won't have it. God won't have the rulers and the dictators of this world destroy His people and the people that He died for 2000 years ago. So welcome to people all over the world also all our CRC churches with us today. Bloemfontein Thousands, Bloemfontein North, Belito, Bethlehem, Durban, East London, Paul, Peter Marisburg, Kwakwa, Uppington, and welcome by welcome vanochtend. And Jesus, now give somebody a Bluetooth hug. Don't hug them. Okay, uh, a Bluetooth high five. And say, say this, say this this morning. Say, we are on the same side. Say it. We're on the same side. Look around at the people in church this morning. No matter the skin color, no matter the pigmentation, no matter, you know where I'm going, right? We're on the same side. Take your seats, please. I'm a man on an assignment. So uh, I need you to sit up and pay attention. I would love to preach on what I was doing last week and continue, but the urgency of the hour demands that I talk to you and speak to those who follow me. And I challenge leaders, political leaders, and also church leaders to use this day and this week to speak against certain things that are wanting to happen in South Africa. Now, this is not a political speech. This most definitely is a kingdom speech to protect your children and your children's children in Jesus' name. So Nehemiah chapter four, and I want to read verse six. This is Nehemiah rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. That is called to be a place of refuge for everybody. Say everybody. Aha. Uh-huh. Vaccinated and unvaccinated. Now I'm going to get up your nose. I mean, I'm going to get stand on your feet this morning. I don't care, but we better get real. And we better fight for the right cause because we are in a war 
and the war we are in is not black against white, it's not culture against culture, it's not race against race, it's the kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of light and we cannot be these sideline Christians and be ignorant to the times that we find ourselves in. So Nehemiah is uh, called by God, he rebuilds the wall of Jerusalem which is to be a place of refuge for all the nations of the earth. So we built the wall, the Bible says the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people had a mind to work. Think how people were before COVID and think about Christianity. I don't want to say post-COVID because although our honourable president, and I say it respectfully, promises a removal of the state of disaster, what they want to implement is much worse than any state of disaster. Oh, you didn't know it, or you're too politicized, but you're not going to walk out of this place neutral today, and you will realize that your actions today will determine the fate of future generations and also of Christianity. So I'm not preaching a kumbaya message this morning and a gentle Jesus, meek and mild message this morning. I'm talking to the hour. I'm talking to the urgency that the Christians in South Africa, we have to arise and we have to be defenders of the faith and the faith of the future. Say amen. Come on, jump to your feet and give the Lord a praise in the name of Jesus. So life without a purpose is a life with not worth not living. So it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, the Ashdodites, the Alaranites heard that the wall of Jerusalem were being restored, the church, type of the church, and the gaps were beginning to be closed. The doors were open again. They became very angry. And all of them conspired you know, Satan transforms himself into an angel of light. And I'm amazed not to insult anybody at the level of ignorance of intelligent people of about what is happening politically in the world and how the Antichrist is trying to establish his reign in a way I never thought he would through the guise of making you feel safe. And by that, neutralizing your faith. 1 Thessalonians 5, you can go read it. So they conspire together. We never know the conversations behind closed doors because when our honorable president stands up and he says he consulted with church leaders and then he passes regulations, the fact is they did consult. And the fact is that not one leader agreed as a matter of fact, every religious leader, every denominational leader opposed the idea that people have to provide a vaccination certificate before they are allowed into the church of Jesus Christ. You want to talk about apartheid? You want to talk about segregation? You want to talk about calling the unvaccinated the modern day lepers of today? Well, we will not have it and we will not stand for it because the house of God is a house where everybody can come. Say amen. And, and, and this is my thought, nobody else's. I, I said it to somebody who says the quote of the week, if the vaccinated are afraid of the unvaccinated, what is the use of the vaccine? 
Let me repeat my genius again. If the, vac if the vaccinated are afraid of the unvaccinated, what is the purpose of the vaccine? If the unvaccinated are not allowed to worship with the vaccinated under the same roof, what is the purpose of the vaccine in the first place? So we will not discriminate, never have. We'll not discriminate on the basis of your skin colour. We'll not discriminate on the basis of your social status. We'll not ask you to produce your measles vaccine certificate. Your TB, which are all airborne diseases by the way, and respectfully, your HIV status. If anybody's dignity has been protected, and I say that humbly, and we were involved to fight this AIDS pandemic, the church did, was at the forefront. We never acquired any HIV positive person to walk around with a certificate, to go on a date with a girl, and before he sleeps with a girl to say, hey, I just wanna tell you that I am HIV positive. So if we have never discriminated, why should we allow this segregation now in the church of Jesus Christ? Come on, it's time to take a stand for this holy ground. Oh, come on, stand up today. Even if you don't feel like it and give the Lord a praise in Jesus name. You know, I'm 57, I'm not 27. I can live out this rubbish. <clears throat> I can go on early retirement when I'm 60, but this young generation, they've never fought a fight in their lives. They don't know how to fight. So those of us who came out of battles, we're not afraid of nobody and nobody will intimidate us. So this is our fight. My generation, this is our fight. You can't sit at home. You can't be disillusioned. You can't roll over. You cannot not engage. You have to engage and take a stand for the future of what is happening in South Africa. You better go read that document because when laws are passed, they become law. Right? And our Honourable President said that the public must participate. So participate we will. That means you. And just think about this week. Next week I'll pray for you, touch you, pray for you. Power of God will touch you, etc. But this is an urgent hour that demands your attention. And you have to understand. You have to understand organizations in the world. <clears throat> you have to understand what is happening behind closed doors. You have to read the signs of the time. You have to understand that this pitiful mindset of Christians that God is in control is incorrect. That God is in heaven and God gave us the control. God gave us the charge. God gave us the authority to bind and to loose, to oppose and to stand. We are His ambassadors. We are His representatives. We cannot be silent put our head in the hole. And like many pastors say to me, why are you getting so worked up? God is in control. My brother, God gave us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. God gave us the power of attorney. God gave us this world to govern and to control and to protect. We are the gatekeepers of this generation. Shout Amen in Jesus' Name. I don't understand some Christians. All they talk about is, well, like it's okay. Amber sê ek, maar jy is onnoosel, verskoonde. Dis was een gedachte wat ek nie moet uitreed nie. 
Ik krijg ook gezegd gedachten, dat betekent dat ik niet moet zeggen dat ik denk mensen is absoluut hyper onnoesel niet. Ze is verschoenen. De mensen verstaan mijn mensen wat ik nou gezegd. Um. Hey, don't do that. I don't need to be changed my my mood. Want wat word jou kind man? Wat van die twak wat jou kind in die school leer? En al wat jy kan dink is, halleluja. Wat van jou kinders en kinders wat nog eens gebore is nie? En jy sit by die huis en syg jou duim en is onbetrokke in enige kerk en wakker word. So all of them, the world leaders, conspire together to come attack Jerusalem and to create confusion. That's what they do. They promise you something while they bind you in another place. They offer you liberty while they pass something that will create much greater bondage. And our adversary said, verse 11, they will neither know nor see anything like most people, till we come into their midst and kill them all and cause the work to cease. So it was when the Jews who dwelt near them came and told us 10 times. I've had to tell some pastors 10 times in this pandemic, it's time to wake up. Those last week I said, we were not willing, not we, the, most people weren't willing to stand for the safe reopening of churches in during the pandemic. What's gonna change? Are you now suddenly gonna stand and say, we are not gonna keep people who have a conscientious objection, who has a moral con- uh, moral objection to the vaccine. We are gonna, not gonna treat those people like lepers. Are you now gonna stand? Even if you are vaccinated, pastor, even if you have your own certificate, this is not about your belief. This is about the kingdom of God. This is about unity in the body of Christ. This is about standing for what is right. This is about justice. Are you listening? And some of you don't like it, it's your problem. I don't care. Because your Kumbaya Christianity is not gonna help your children when you sit, hopefully in heaven. I never thought I'd see the day where people have to produce a certificate before they can enter a building to worship God. As a matter of fact, I never thought thought I'd see the day where a government has the power, draconian power, that they can shut churches down at their own will after consulting with the, the religious sector and still going ahead. And I know I'm making myself a target. I was target number one, this white pink man, call me what you like, during the second half of last year, and I don't care being a target, I'm not afraid, okay? I'll stand for what is right and I'll stand for what is just and I will shout it from the mountaintops and I'm gonna keep on shouting it in the name of Jesus Christ until we have our liberty and our freedom as Christians in this country, until we have prayer back in the schools, until we can raise our children in the ways of God and do what the Bible calls us to do. We are not giving up our faith for nobody. Say amen. Oh, come on everybody, give God a praise today. I mean, I had so many Zoom meetings this way, I feel like a bee. He says, therefore I joy, I position men, listen, behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings. And I set people according to their families, with their swords, their spears, their bows. 
And I looked and I rose and I said to the nobles, to the leaders and the rest of the people, do not listen now. Do not be afraid. Remember the Lord your God, great and awesome and fight for your brothers, for your sons, for your daughters, for your wives and for your houses. One wife, okay, but we fight for everybody else's wife as well. For freedom. There's the text. Name of the message is, I will defend this holy ground. This that God gave us. This which is the seed of revival. This which the devil hates. The local church of Jesus Christ. I will defend it with my life. We have to wake up and realize we are all in a war. A battle between light and darkness. We have to realize that the future of Christianity is at stake. We have to realize that whilst we are promised that this national state of disaster will be lifted and you all are happy that you don't have to wear masks outside, the question is what is to follow and at what expense? As a matter of fact, the state of disaster is better than what this government is proposing right now. Because to put total power in the hands of the Department of Health is an arm that this government can use at free will without being passed through Parliament, without anybody challenging, without a court challenging any decision. Nowhere in the document is specified the level that or the category of the infectious disease. There are four categories. Go familiarize yourself with what's happening. From one to four, Ebola is category four, or the worst, which we understand that there has to be radical decisions taken. But now, this that we have faced for two years, countries across the world agree. And I just came back from America where people lifted the, if nobody's wearing masks in America. California was the last state to do it. Nobody has to produce vaccination certificates. As a matter of fact, the whole world has stopped this nonsense because although we never understood it, we realize that it is not what it was portrayed to be. And we realize that this is gonna be with us as the normal flu virus is with us and we have to live with this without losing our freedom and without anybody being discriminated against. Can I have someone at least agree today in Jesus' name? So our government right now is concerned about TB that has been um, neglected. A million people died last year of TB. It's one of the number one killers in Africa, also airborne, also contagious, so is measles, so is polio. There's a great outbreak in one of the Eastern African countries now on polio, where those governments have to vaccinate at a rapid rate because it's something that was left behind during this COVID pandemic, HIV, and there's no shame. But why would, should the unvaccinated be shamed? Why should you be shamed for your moral belief? Why should you be disallowed entry into the house of God? Hey, 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 
Jesus never allowed anybody not to touch him. As a matter of fact, the lepers under the law were not even allowed into the city limits, but Jesus allowed the lepers to come and touch him and he healed them. The safest place you can be is in the house of God. And I'm gonna say to you again, we're not gonna allow the devil to conspire and divide us based on our culture, based on our color, based on vaccination. We are the people of God and we will take responsibility as we always have for our health and our safety and our faith. Can you help? Can I can you say amen this today? Oh, I know the Department of Health is here this morning. I know that there are people listening to me this morning and they're getting angry, but I don't care. I'm angry as well. Thank you. I'm angry. I'm angry and I'm not gonna stand. If we raise a million petitions, this cannot be done. One million. So we will show you a link today. And if you value the future of the faith of people in South Africa, then go to that link, share it with all your friends and do something proactive and say, this is not okay. Amen. I wonder if you date that girl, if you asked her to produce a vaccination certificate. I wonder when you did that business deal, if you asked the other person to produce his vaccination certificate. So don't bring, bring that hypocrisy into the church and expect me to do it. It's not a happening. I wonder if you walked into the restaurant and asked everybody at the table next to you to produce their vaccination certificates. Huh? I know most of you have been vaccinated. It's irrelevant. I've just been to America, so figure it out. Dunkman, use that gray matter God gave you. Because it matters that you think. Think about the future, not just about this week's need. Think about your grandchildren. Can you? Or is it all about now? Not making a ripple. And then what would the future be? Already Christianity has declined from 87% to under 80% during this pandemic. And it, it doesn't bother you? Are you okay with that? Thank God you're not a... politician. Because you act like one. You don't care about the state of the church. You don't care. You better care. You better begin to think that the things we allow today has great impact tomorrow. We can't just, oh, did you see what they want to do? And what are you going to do? So Jesus never refused anyone. No Jew, no Gentile. No sick, no disease. His house was the safe place for everybody. So I'll say it again because it's so brilliant. If the vaccinated are afraid of the unvaccinated, what is the purpose of the vaccine? What is the purpose? You've got your vaccine, you've got your booster. Spoke to a girl the other day, she's had like three booster shots. 
I said, good, you must be very boosted now. I'm not mocking it. I refuse to bow to this because where will it end? It's not going to end. It's not going to end. So as IFCC, I'm one of the three leaders of IFCC, almost a thousand churches, part of IFCC, the biggest Pentecostal charismatic movement in South Africa. We wrote a very, very strong uh, letter, very strong, to the president and to say we strongly oppose we strongly oppose the idea that the Department of Health will have total authority without any accountability to manage this pandemic or any future so-called classification or pandemic because nowhere is it specified what will be classified as a pandemic. And by the way, that 150-page document doesn't just impact on the religious sector. It impacts on your life as well. It impacts on your school. It impacts on every area of your life. I'm just saying that before you are a business person, a doctor, a lawyer, you're a child of God. And the greatest thing we can defend is our faith and the future of Christianity in South Africa and leave an inheritance for our children's children, the Bible says. This document says any restrictions can be opposed on churches as the Minister of Health deem fit. This document says that churches can be shut down at any time if they deem that you are not observing the stipulated protocols. This document says that somebody that violates the regulations can have a 10-year imprisonment sentence and a rapist is walking free and 5% of murderers are being prosecuted in South Africa but if you violate a regulation you can be put in jail for 10 years excuse me if this doesn't cause you to sit up you better sit up and wake up because it's going to blow into your business, into your place of employment and the next minute some officer can walk in there and shut down your business and you have no foot to stand on because somebody did something that compromised your integrity. You know, we believe in building buildings. God spoke to me 30 years ago or when I was in Lady Branded, we have to, to take territory and that means build buildings. And I've been criticized my whole life. And um, so we are building in Kimberley right now. We are building in Gabrone. We are building in Potschefstroom. We are bought, building, buying land in Yenagang. Uh, we are looking at, uh, we've identified a piece of land in Midstream where we are gonna build a great church in Eastrand, etc., etc. So we are gonna occupy as Jesus instructed us to do. We are not gonna camp. And, uh, but uh, this uh, also says that churches will not be allowed to function in schools or in public places. As if Christians bring the virus to that school hall and the kids are suddenly unsafe the next day. Now I don't have to defend that because we don't have churches gather in schools. But most of our pastors and reverends are meeting in community halls, in school halls, in townships, in rural areas where they help the poor of the poor. One law and thousands of churches can be shut down 
in a moment. It may not impact on CRC, but it's gonna impact the Kingdom of God and it's not okay. Somebody say it's not okay, come on. I know it's not a feel good message, but I promise your children are not gonna feel very good 20 years from now. So this power, this new law, takes Parliament out of the equation. I am now meeting with several uh, political leaders to oppose this. Are you listening to me? I'm not anti-ANC. I'm anti this law. And I suggest those of you that are in power in the ANC begin to stand up as a Christian and begin to stand up for your faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Those of you that are in the Department of Health, I, begin, I, I suggest you begin to stand up and say this is not okay in the name of Jesus Christ. Stand for your Christian value and virtue. It's happening nowhere else in the world. As a matter of fact, the world is opening up. Our President himself admitted that 80% of our population have reached natural immunity either by vaccination or being infected by this virus many times. Now, I had COVID twice. And zwei. So, I'm not saying this wasn't a crisis. I'm saying we cannot allow this crisis to determine our future because the flu pandemic never did. World War One, World War Two, other pandemics never dictated how people could worship God. Shabir Madi, Professor of Vaccinology at the University of Iswatasran, together with most other vaccinologists. My word. I have to make one every week. Give me some grace. I'm Afrikaans, okay. He says, we now have, and these are scientists, intelligent individuals, not a pastor that's having a rant, like some of you will say on social media, oh, there, Art Bosov goes again, he's having a rant. You better believe I'm ranting. I'm ranting and I'm gonna be ranting until somebody listens. I'm gonna be ranting for 10 times until somebody else begins to rant as well and say it's not okay. Because your silence is doing nothing. If good men say and do nothing, evil will prevail. We cannot be silent no more. We cannot not show up to church no more. We have to bring our sons and our daughters to the house of God and we have to begin to practice our faith radically again for the glory of God and stop this silent couch potato Christianity in the name of Jesus because there's no future for your children in there. Nothing sitting watching me every week, I appreciate it. But what about your child? You okay, but what about your child? That child is disconnected from Christianity. Don't you realize it? Don't you realize that if you don't bring your child to church, you're not building a love for God and a love for the house of God in, in, in your children? Don't you realize coming to church as a parent should not be optional? Bringing your children to church should not be optional because where are they being taught Christianity? Not in the school anymore. Not in your home. At church. And I tell you what, as a pastor, it grieves me and 
angers me righteously when you talk about parents, how careless they are about bringing their children to church. It's just, okay, fill you on kerte to come vandag. Nee, maar maak is net as om kerte te kom. Nee, okay, sien jou later. Asseblief, man. Slaan sy... Skop om my die bed. Trek aan, man. Train a child in the ways of God when he's old, he will not depart. What are you doing? Are you training your child in the ways of God? Are you bringing your children to church? It's not okay just to sit and watch me. I understand if you can't get to church some Sundays, but you have to get up, dress up, show up, bring your family, get your children in children's church so they can have a love for God so you can build and secure the future of Christianity in South Africa. It's not okay to ask your wife every Sunday morning, Liffy, voel jy lis om kerkte te gaan? Wet gepraat van lis om kerkte te gaan? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Come Sunday, I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna dress up, and I'm gonna show up, and so will my wife, and so will my children, and so will my grandchildren, and so will my guests. Because I'm doing this not just for myself. I'm doing this for my children and for my children's children and for future generations and for my brothers and for my sisters. Come on, that's what he says. Fight for your brothers. Fight for your sisters. When you sit at home, you're not fighting for your brother. When you treat this Christian thing casually, you're not making a statement. You're not fighting. You're not standing. You're not defending this holy ground. You are living on an emotional level. No, it's not what we need right now. We need the Christians to stand up, to take a stand for this holy ground, to fight for our future. You know, people look at us as if we don't understand, like we never had kids, man. Loretta and I had kids, two in 11 months, figure it out, Chinese twins. Okay, that was wrong. I mean, forgive me now. I apologize and repent. They are twins for a month. So was fun. Two three. And every Sunday, I had to preach. She had to lead the praise and worship. We had to dress them up. I know it's not easy, but now they also God. We paid the price. We didn't play Christianity. We were not blowing hot and cold. We were fully committed to the cause of Christ. Are you listening? If this offends you, good. Because he was the rock of offense. Often when Jesus preached, people didn't come to him and say, oh, everybody was happy at what you said. They said, Do you know that you offended the people? He said, will you also be offended? Does truth offend you? Hearing the truth? It's an urgent hour. Your attention is required. Action is required. You may not feel the need to fight, but somebody else needs you to fight for them. I don't have to fight for your children. I'll never meet them. I have fought this thing for 36 years. I think I don't have to fight. I can stand here 
and pacify you. But I know it's not right. I know that this young generation that's been an entitled generation doesn't know the first thing of a fight, of a prolonged battle. And I'll tell you, my brother and my sister, this is going to be a fight. This is going to be a spiritual fight where we have to display background, backbone and stand for our faith and our beliefs. Can I have an amen in Jesus' name? We have to stand and be the defenders of our faith. And that starts in my home. Little Johnny, little Tabu, whatever you call your child. You start fighting for that child. You look through that education syllabus and you say, this is junk, this is junk, this is junk. And you go to that principal and you throw those books on the table and you say, my child will walk out of the class every time you bring this humanist rubbish and pollution to my child. It's unacceptable in Jesus' name. But we have been taught to be quiet, to be reserved. And this is the result of it. What do you think happened in Europe where the greatest revival was? Now there's nothing because people at one stage had to make a decision to defend the faith and they never did. At least I'll stand before God one day and say, I did speak up. What they did is their choice. And I hope I'm not there 30 years from now and I see your grandchildren suffering because you never took a stand. King Josiah challenged the people to take a stand. After the people again, just forsook God, forsook the house of God. And he read the covenant, he made a covenant before the Lord. He's a king, he's a ruler, he's a politician to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and his, all his soul to perform the words of the covenant. And all the people took a stand for the covenant, all the people took a stand. Good men by themselves cannot win this fight. We need everybody to stand. I said this, I said I understand that most of us sitting in a certain meeting dislike one another, but that's not the issue right now. Whether you like me or not, that's your problem, okay? But we're on a, on a battleground now and we have to unite as we did in the military days, no matter whether we like one another. We can fight one another later, but right now we have to fight a common cause and that is we have to stand for Christianity. Listen, I'm not over dramatic. I'm telling you, we have to stand for justice in the church of Jesus Christ. Say amen in Jesus' name. So we will not allow this form of apartheid because it ain't no justice. I will not treat you as a leper if you do not have a vaccine certificate. And I will not buy the lie that God is in control without His church. Said, I will build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail. But in Luke 19, 13, He says, you occupy until I come. Matthew 28, all authorities have been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore. There Jesus transfers authority. Excuse me, power of attorney. We are here now to act on God's behalf, in God's stead, as God would act if God was alive on planet Earth Himself. We have the keys of the Kingdom of Heaven. What we allow, God cannot disallow. When we take a stand, God stands with us. So the television viewers have to go, please, there is a link 
Um, I know not everybody likes this, but I'm sorry, I've lived this thing too long. To see the deterioration of what is happening in South Africa spiritually and across the world is not okay. It's never going to be okay. It's never going to be okay. And these foolish people that say, this is God sifting His church. What absolute nonsense are you talking about? Jesus said, I will build. He never said, I will break down my church. Go to the link. See the forms that you can fill in. It's easy. God bless you. Love you. Amen. Hallelujah. So what can I do quickly in three minutes Then I have to fly? Not to glory. <laughs> I mean, Jesus never said, wait, sit. He said, occupy. So what can I do? Number one, listen, please, hear me this morning. I'll encourage you next week, build your faith, but we need your attention now. And if you start helping other people, you'll see God doing things in your life. And I'll say it again, reiterate what I said. Maybe you don't have to fight for yourself, but you have to fight for somebody else. Maybe you have to show up in church for somebody else to strengthen their faith. Did you hear what I just said? Because it's not about you. You don't show up, your children will not show up. And you don't show up for months and months and months, your children will follow that pattern. Because you teach them through your example, it's okay. So what must you do? Number one, you take a stand to defend this holy ground, Christianity, which starts in your home, your faith, your belief, what you allow, what you will not allow. You stand up for the truth and for faith. You speak up where you can. You show up when you sit in that boardroom. There's many politicians in our church. This is not a, an attack against the government. This is reacting to our president's invitation. Public participation is welcome. So what am I doing today? I'm publicly participating, yes, with emotion, but I am participating to an invitation to say publicly on my platform, no, it's not acceptable. No, the church never gave you permission. No, there is not a religious leader in South Africa that agreed that a vaccine certificate is required for anyone to come into a church. As a matter of fact, every religious leader stood up. Those with small churches stood up. Those with great denominations stood up and they said, no, we will not discriminate against people based on this COVID virus because if you want to talk science and I'm not a scientist but um, I, I, I'm informed this is endemic now it's not a pandemic so it is treated in most uh, countries as an endemic do you understand what that is? Uh, uh, so we don't have to panic about nothing anymore have you ever come to church and asked the person next to you have you, are you vaccinated? Okay, now suddenly when this is required, you all are going to be thinking. Except if you want to date the girl, right? You'll even kiss her. Yes, <laughs> 
zonder om te sanitize, jy sal die contract teken, want jy maak 3 miljoen rand wins, jy sal handskit, ons praat die waarheid man, maar as jy in die kerk is, wees bang, wees voorzichtig, hoekom, is die geest van die antichrist man, is die geest van die antichrist, is die geest van die antichrist, interpret for people now that think I'm in a racist mode, I'm not, I have to talk to some Afrikaans people and wake them up, because I'm not, listen, ek is Afrikaans, ons Afrikaans kan kom, maar betekker is ons Afrikaners, mekaar sy grootste vijande, jy kritiseer, 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 het is vieslik man, hulle sê ons van ons Afrikaners, kry twee Afrikaners, want jy drie politieke partijen, want ons is allemaal eie sinnig, eie wees, hou op my twak en hy nonsens man, word toch nou verenig man, word verenig, en iets groter as jy, verenig jouself in die saak groter as jy, klim af van hy stoel, klim af van jouself belangrikheid, en begin een saak dien, wat groter as jy is, vir jou kinderse kinders man, jy is 23, en jy het een probleem met wat ek sê, wat van jou kinders, want jy kan nie verder as jou nees dink nie, want jy het jou masker te lang gedra, Number two, pray, 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 pray for the church, pray for God's kingdom, diffuse the plans of the enemy, pray over your children, pray a love for God into your children, lay your hands on your children when you put them to bed, and pray God into them in Jesus' name. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing, Colossians 4, verse 2, continue earnestly in prayer, Ephesians 6, 16, always pray, and then number three, fight for future generations. I love you. I need you, God needs you. Let's put our indifferences aside for once and realize what is at stake. We don't need an arm of a government that can be like a Gestapo, and that's what it can be. That can wield power and authority and pass anything. Do you realize? what that can do to you or do you sit there because you see someone smile and you just are so excited that ah, the state of disaster is lifting and why is everything not lifting why does there have to be this control why no one can answer that it's not happening anywhere else in the world, but in good old South Africa. It is not okay. Let your voice be heard. Stand up, stand for Christ. And if we stand, we are gonna see thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people saved and we are gonna see the greatest youth revival we ever have seen. Come on, we are gonna sing that song. Come on, let's make a public declaration tonight. I will defend this holy ground. I'm gonna fight for you, my brother. I'm gonna fight for you, my sister. I'm gonna fight for you. No matter your culture, no matter what your race, no matter your background, no matter your past, no matter your sin, no matter your status, no matter HIV, no HIV, no matter vaccinated, unvaccinated, I am going to fight for you because you are my brother and you are my sister. In the name of Jesus, come on, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will defend this holy ground in the name of Jesus for the glory of God and for the sake of God's kingdom and for the sake of generations to come. I will defend this holy ground. I will take a stand for the glory of God. Say it in Jesus' name.
hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.